0: Welcome to the Intersection of Faith and the Culture. It's Wall Builders. We're taking on the hot topics of the day from a biblical, historical, and constitutional perspective. Got a lot of great shows coming up this week for you, so make sure you tune in every day this week. Some great interviews next couple of days and today, and then, of course, this week we'll end up with uh, Thursday and Friday. Thursday, we got Foundations of Freedom Thursday, so send your questions in, radio at wallbuilders.com. That's radio at wallbuilders.com. And then Friday, we'll be catching up on all the good news that we can in that short period of time that we'll have with you. But David and Tim will be uh, running as many good news uh, stories by us as they can in that short period of time. Okay, so listen, today we're going to have Chad Conley with us, and we're going to be talking about election 2024. There is so much on the line right now, folks. We've got to be strategic. We've got to be you know, really thinking about where we're going to put our energy and our time and our money and all of these things. So I'm excited to get Chad on the program today. Uh, we're actually going to Um, you know, talk about what you can be doing. And certainly if you're a pastor or you're, you know, plugged in at your church and you can get your church involved, that's going to be critical, absolutely critical for turning the country around. And of course, as we learned last week, everybody's a Christian nationalist now, right? If you just believe that your freedom came from God, not government, you must be a Christian nationalist. At least that's what they're trying to tell everybody. Uh, An absurd statement, of course, because uh, the founding fathers themselves believe that it's in our founding document, the Declaration of Independence, we are endowed by our Creator with certain unalienable rights. Notice it doesn't say commissioner, doesn't say president, doesn't say Supreme Court justice. We're endowed by our Creator with certain unalienable rights, and among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And uh, if you want those things—life, liberty, pursuit of happiness—you better know that it's got to be built on truth, and you got to recognize that God's in the equation. By the way, I'm Rick Green, America's Constitution Coach. Normally here with David and Tim Barton. David is America's premier historian, and our founder at Wall Wallbuilders. Tim's a national speaker and pastor and president of WallBuilders. But today we're going to be spending the rest of our program with Chad Conley. So let's uh, let's take a quick break. When we come back, Chad Conley, our special guest, stay with us. You're listening to WallBuilders. This is David Barton with
1: another moment from America's history. As another election approaches, many citizens now take the process so much for granted that they're apathetic about voting. After all, since America has held elections continuously since 1619, why should this election be viewed with any particular interest? They argue that since America has survived even wars and calamities, what difference does one election, or even one vote, make? Perhaps they should listen to the words of the great Daniel Webster, who declared, I apprehend no danger to our country from a foreign foe, for there is no nation on earth powerful enough to accomplish our overthrow, our destruction, should it come at all, will be from the inattention of our people to the concerns of their government, from their carelessness and neglect. Therefore, in the upcoming elections, don't take your freedoms for granted. Make sure that you vote. For more information on God's hand in American history, contact Wall Builders at 1-800-8-REBUILD.
0: Welcome back. Thanks for staying with us. Great to have Chad Conley back with us from Faith Wins. Chad, man, I know you are running like crazy, Election year 24, so thanks for taking some time uh, and coming on the program today.
1: Rick, I am honored to be with you anywhere, brother, and thank you for all you're doing. And, yes, this is a running hard year, but they all are because look what's happening to the country, Rick. We better be giving our last best.
0: Amen. Amen. You, you talk about lives, fortune, sacred honor. Now's the time to do it and, yeah. you know, sacrifice of, of of golf or whatever, you know, thing we got to set aside I tell everybody, man, you got to find something in your life to to set aside, give up for a little while and invest that time into helping to save the country. And more and more people are doing it. Uh, but we want to do it well. You know, it's kind of that, that that you know, making sure that, that, that we're doing this as unto God, not unto men, but we're doing it our best that we can, as Colossians talks about. And so as we go into 2024, I mean, you're one of the best strategists on the planet and you've got a good handle on you know, kind of the national trends right now and which states are going to be most important in this presidential election, which Senate races, that kind of stuff. So, you know, David and Tim and I thought it'd just be great to get you on with an update. Here we are, you know, already about to go into the third month of the year. I can't believe it. Uh, But but it seems like the primaries are essentially over. It seems like this is just a weird election year in some ways. Um, What's your take on where we are and what people ought to be thinking about where to invest their time and money and energy right now?
1: Yeah, you know, it is a weird year. David and Cheryl, I was talking about this. We both spoke in Nevada a few weeks back, and I think that's why we created this conversation. Is I told him that compared to when I was chairman and now watching five cycles in South Carolina, you know, our first in the South primary spot in the presidential preference year has always been a big deal. And I told David I thought we had probably less than 10 percent of the presidential meetings in the early states as we've had in the past also told him that, you know, for the first time in my recollection, the debates didn't matter. Um, and, and look, I, I think Trump played this like a fiddle. Uh, he didn't have to debate. Uh, he didn't need to debate. Uh, basically, all these attacks on him, the lawfare, as it's called out there, has boosted his uh, standing with a lot of people who think, wow, they're, they're piling on. This is ridiculous. It's a political hit job. But I think the result of that may be kind of challenging for our side, Rick. You know, I think that now you're going to see the Biden people say, oh, boy, President Trump didn't debate his primary opponents. We don't have to debate him. And of course, there's nobody on the Dems side that wants to see Joe Biden stand up in the same arena with Donald Trump. I I do think the primary is over. I think it's been over for a while. Uh, You know, Nikki Haley's a friend. I've known her a long time. I think she's got a very bright future in politics. But. I think that I would be one of those who are scratching my head wondering, you know, kind of what her strategy is. She's going to get rolled in South Carolina pretty hard. Uh, There's no question that Donald Trump has created a following, Rick, that we've not seen. I'm, I'm not sure we've ever seen it in politics. And if you're ever at one of his events, I challenge people to watch the things the media won't show. Watch his interaction with the EMS squad and the fire department people and the the police officers, the law enforcement, the the if he comes to a convention center, the wait staff and the people washing the dishes and, and setting the tables, he interacts with everybody. He doesn't leave anybody out. And I think that's endeared him to the working class uh, that used to be maybe the working class Democrat is now a working class Republican. It It is a very strange cycle. I think it is because of uh, President Trump and the affinity he created with a lot of people on our side. I think that from a conservative standpoint, you got to love the bench we have. I mean, it's amazing. Uh, they got no bench. Uh, the left has no bench. None. Their people are yeah, no. They're full of people who hate America, who are fine with the border being wide open, which is anti-biblical. They're fine with uh, boys uh, becoming girls and playing in volleyball games and swimming against women. We're, where's the feminists? You know, yeah. take women, believe all women, and when these big boys are breaking girls' noses in in sports competitions. And so we live in a strange world, and I I believe with all my heart, uh, God's on the throne, but I'll tell you what I think's going on. Uh, I spoke to some donors in Orlando a few weeks ago, and the guy that spoke before me was so negative. It was just, oh, my gosh, that's awful. You know, it just made you feel yuck. And I walked up there, and and I just said, but God, which is a Cheryl Barton quote, but God. And I, I said, here's what I think. I see God's people awakening out there like never before. I see pastors who've never been involved saying, what do I got to do? I've got pastors who used to think it was, you know, hey, I can't do this legally and it's wrong and I'm going to hurt people, realizing there's nothing partisan, there's nothing political about teaching your people about the issues, about voting the issues and being the Matthew 5 salt and light that Jesus called us to be. I think there's something going on. And look, I don't pretend to know what God's doing. I don't ever want anybody to think that, but I believe there's an awakening going on and God's people are coming to the realization. I can't sit on the sidelines anymore.
0: Amen. Amen. Brother, I, f- I feel the same energy and excitement and, and wake up happening out there. And, and the number one question I always get is, okay, what can I do? How how, how can I get in, involved? Uh, and specifically the church, right? And, and of course what yep. faith wins is doing in terms of energizing the church and, 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 and helping pastors to really understand this from a, Biblical perspective, but then practically how to how to plug in and, and what you can and can't do and and, and how to do this constitutionally. Uh, you guys are phenomenal at this, and and so as you kind of approach twenty twenty four, what would you say to pastors out there that that might be thinking for the first time, wow, you know what, this is a Bonhoeffer moment. I I, I do need to yeah. get off the bench and get into this thing.
1: Yeah, you know the first thing I'm told them is. Uh, hold a voter registration drive. You know, go to our website, faithwins.org. We got all the instructions. I know you guys do, too. Hold a voter registration drive. I like to do them around July 4th and again in September. I'd I, I make sure that my people didn't just register but then turn out to vote. I'd get a hold of some voter guides. We have links on our site for all 50 states, voter guides that are put out there to teach people how to vote. But more than that, Rick, I mean they've got to make sure people go vote. If people register this year, it's like an 82% chance. If they registered two or more years ago, it's like a 54% chance they go vote. So the hook to get people who are sitting in the church who don't think their vote matters is to do a voter registration drive that reminds them. The other thing we're doing in a lot of places in probably the top six or seven states is we're recruiting poll watchers. It was organic that came out of the 2021 Virginia race. Once Christians saw that, oh my goodness, I can make a difference, we started showing up. I wrote a little three-by-five card, man. And I gave it out to some pastors in Virginia during the um, 2021 gubernatorial race. And it just said, we're here to pray for you. We're here to pray with you. What can we do to help? And in Virginia, they've got 45 days early voting. So we put on, I put on the card. We'd love to see, because it's public information, everybody, your list of everybody who voted since last Friday night at midnight. And, Rick, that is how Sunday school classes found voter fraud in Virginia in 2021. The new attorney general, Jason Yarez, has now arrested three of the county election officials in Virginia. Uh, got indicted, got arrested. You know, we caught people over 100 who were dead. We found obituaries. Uh, one day they called me and said, uh, Chad, I'm going to look for two things. People over 100, not that people over 100 can't vote, you understand, Rick, but that's a flag, <laughs> that's right? That's a and, flag, and, yeah. and, then, and then if there are more than six in a household. So one day they called and said, We've got a house, and there are 17 registered. What what do you think about that? I said, I think it's a really big house. Why don't we all run out there? It was a field. It was no structure. It was a field. And so when those kind of things started coming to light, you know, of course, the politicos want to take credit. We didn't see any politicos around, but here was the the magic of it. I think it was a God thing. These were Sunday school class people who decided, I've had enough. I've heard about this. I'm going to go find out. But I'm going to go do my part to get involved, whether I catch something or if I don't catch something. I need to go immerse myself in this process, get informed, and go get involved. And I'm, I'm telling you, nobody saw the Sunday school classes coming. Uh, the media didn't. The the campaigns didn't. I actually had a one of the campaign experts who told a donor, we well, yeah, well, Faith Wins didn't help out with the Youngkin campaign. And I told the donor, well, yeah. Is that guy just a total genius or what? Of course we didn't. We didn't tell him who to vote for We weren't on the campaign. We were a 501c3 that was only telling people to vote biblical values. Now, did a guy who's pro-life and pro-gun and uh, pro-Second Amendment and uh, uh, pro-Israel and pro-traditional marriage, would they benefit from biblical marriage? Absolutely. But we never told him who to vote for. And so getting involved, it's like anything else. Success begat success. And when one pastor reaches another pastor and says, hey, here's how we do this, it's the same with congregants. They say, hey, it's not a big deal. Most of those churches, if there's a pastor listening right now, find somebody in your church who is angry, upset, wants to do something about it. Maybe they're throwing stuff at the TV at night going, I'm so mad. Tell them to go to their pastor and say, I'll run a voter registration drive. They can go link to fakewins.org. We've got all the laws, the, the, the state laws. It's probably a one pager from your state election office. Most times it's a It varies by state. It's put up a card table, get a chair, get some registration forms. Uh, Some states, you can mail them in. Some states, you can take them in. Some states, you got to make sure the person takes them in. I've got some churches who buy envelopes and stamps, and they'll have them pre-addressed and mail into the election offices in those states because they can't take them in. So they'll make sure if, if Rick Green goes and registers, then when rick green registers they'll take his registration give him an envelope let him seal it and put it in the mail right there that's the kind of thing we're seeing is when everyday americans taxpaying god-fearing flag-waving everyday people start looking at you know the invasion over the border or the debacle in the middle east because we have feckless leadership or the, the inflation that affects everybody or these things to where saying oh no no we we were just kidding. We're really not a sanctuary city because we didn't know you'd send people here. <laughs> and, you know, and right. you start seeing the hypocrisy of the left, normal, everyday people go, wait a minute. Uh, and I got to tell you one more thing. This hits me. I think this this latest um, regurgitation by the left, the, the word vomit that is Christian nationalism, they're terrified of Christians getting involved. Mm-hmm. They want to talk you out of it. They want to scare you. You know, boy, Lord forbid that people in America would actually think it's a good thing to take care of Americans first boy, that that's amazing or, or read our history or find out that God had an important role in our country. You know, let's, Lord forbid, let's don't do that because boy, that's a terrible thing. And I, I sent some, uh, we get a lot of media in South Carolina because of the primary Saturday. And I was talking to a certain media person from one of the communists. I mean, one of the networks and, um, I did the interview, you know, these are just Bolsheviks, right? And, so I sent a couple pastors, and the pastor called me last night, and they came to this church on Sunday morning and did his whole sermon, and he said, boy, they just kept trying to put words in my mouth. And I said, Bo, I hate it. I know you did great. I'm just going to air here in a couple of days right before the primary, but he said one after another, uh, the, their statements, their assumptions, they were just wrong, trying to put words in my mouth. And I said, we got to teach people to expect that kind of dishonesty and i i believe something good's going on, Rick. I don't know what God's doing, but maybe it takes going through all this nonsense to make people say,
0: "Wait a minute. We need our country back." Amen. Amen. Oh, so many things you said, Chad. I mean, just leading off with with uh Sunday school classes finding voter fraud. I mean, <laughs> that that right there should be a headline uh yeah. to 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 say, "Listen, man. This is this is the church needs to be involved. Uh there's no one that is incapable of making a difference and and having a part to play in this." I mean, that's what that really says to me. And then those examples where it really did make a make a huge difference. Um, give us a landscape, you know, going into this. Uh, and, and I don't want I want to be real careful how I set this up because sure. anyone that is in a is not in a state that we're about to talk about that does not mean you're not going to make a difference. You don't need to be involved. All the races, Senate, Congress, state yeah. legislature, down to city council, all of that matters, and you need to be very involved. But nationally speaking, we know the presidential race really does end up coming down to just a handful of states. What's it your does. thought right now in terms of where that really goes? With has it changed much from 2020, or will it be those same you know key states that it came down to last time?
1: It's pretty much the same. And listen, you're singing my song. It's so much more than just presidential race. It's the Senate. It's confirmation of judges. It's the House representatives and approving funding for Israel and securing the border wall, but not for you know debacle of spending. Um, So please, 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 everybody needs to maximize the Christian vote everywhere. Local races matter. But you're right. This is going to be decided. Georgia, North Carolina, which have both strengthened their election laws, by the way. Um, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Michigan, probably, um, Nevada, and Arizona. Those, Those are the top ones. Those are the ones we're focused on the most. I mean, it used to be that Iowa, Florida, and Ohio were swing states, but they've become more red. Because the people who are living there kind of decided these these policies that are local they don't work. They're not really functional in the real world. They're they're
0: feeling the pain, Um, right? They're they're responding to that and saying something's got to change.
1: No doubt. They're feeling the pain, and they're seeing that, you know, man, why are you and I a conservative? Why are we both conservatives? Because we're Christians, probably. But also because Christian conservative policies actually work in the real world. And these people uh, that just seem to hate America want to do policies that are elite, they're imposing them on these states, that's where our chance lies. You know, when we did Virginia in 21, I was amazed that none of the pointy-headed experts were doing the the basics in Virginia. In fact, all my political buddies in D.C. mocked us for putting time and effort into Virginia. Mocked us. And it's too far gone. And what we found out was there were a lot of people sitting in churches who didn't believe they could matter, who didn't think they could make a difference, who thought it was too far gone. And that's who we went after. But we didn't go to the cities to try to compete with a a liberal turnout machine. Um, What we did was we picked out 10 house districts, state house districts, and decided to run up the score. Well, that's what we're doing in Michigan right now. Um, We picked out 13. And there's 13 districts that were very close that if you actually change the turnout of people sitting in churches, you probably change the the content of the state legislature, which, of course, helps up and down the ticket if you're a conservative. So I'm, we're getting that organic. Uh, I, I did tell David the other day, we're reevaluating kind of what we're looking at. But we're, we're going to be in all those states multiple times. I'm going to take David Barton around. We're going to talk about God's role in American history. I think David's talk that he did in Nevada was just phenomenal. Uh, if people saw David Barton's story on black history, we'd have a lot more unity in the country instead of division because he told wonderful stories of true history it wasn't black history it was american history that's been suppressed because it was positive it was christian based it was god-oriented it was american based and they don't want to have that from the left
0: yeah yeah amen amen no doubt about it actually and, and if i i don't i don't know if you can give us uh, a, a schedule yet but but when you uh you know when you do guys do these tours you hit a lot of cities in a short period of time um, when will y'all be going back on the road? And if a pastor is listening right now and, and wants to get plugged in and host an event for you guys, where's the best place for them to to, to connect with you on that?
1: Yeah, perfect question. We are gonna, we'll have a, a good schedule in probably the next, I'm saying the next three to four weeks. You know, We're doing our uh, pastor summit here in just a little while, like six weeks from now. Most people really start paying attention, but we wanna start doing the groundwork in March and April. So we're gonna have that laid out. If a pastor would like to host they need to go to faithwinds.org and there's a, there's a take action, and you click on that. It gives you some options. I want to hold a voter registration. I want to host a, a tour event. Those are the possibilities. They can email me directly on that website. I'll get it, and we'll put it into the hopper. Um, I can tell you we're going to heavily concentrate Georgia, North Carolina, um, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, uh, Michigan, Arizona, Nevada. But we are going to be in Colorado. We're going to be in Ohio. We're going to be in Florida. We're going to be in, probably going to go to Maine, Rick. You know, there's a congressional up there that's very winnable um, that we're going to be in New Hampshire. We're going to go back up there. Uh, This past year, we did 78 meetings with pastors with eight different presidential candidates, and we invited them all. Uh, Some of them chose not to take advantage, but we put it, I don't know, I think we put over 4,000 pastors in front of presidential candidates and let them ask the good, hard questions. And what it helped us do was expand our reach because that was a draw to get pastors to see These are regular people, but here's a chance to ask somebody who's running for president of the United States some real questions about where their heart stands. And pretty much everybody you can name, um, except on one particular side, showed up. And we we sent multiple requests to both parties, everybody. We told them we weren't endorsing, but we told them there'd be no media. It was a private meeting. We handpicked who was there. They're going to ask hard questions. They're going to pray over you, and we'd love to hear your testimony. So maybe that drives out some. I'm not sure. But I believe now is the time to get Christians involved. And if somebody wants to stand up and say we'd love to host you please 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 go to faithwinds.org and let me know that right away
0: all right folks faithwinds.org and maybe you want to send that link to your pastor and let them know uh, pastors that are listening right now get plugged in um, you know this is uh, this is a great way to to be not just have activity but uh, you know like Zig used to say don't don't confuse activity with accomplishment so if you're if you're gonna plug in make sure it's strategic and uh, Chad is an absolute master at that Chad, god bless you brother I appreciate you so much, man. Keep up the good work. Faithwins.org, folks. Get out there and and get plugged in. Chad, let's do it again soon. Hey, love you, brother. God bless. Thanks for what you're doing, Rick. Keep charging. Stay with us, folks. We'll be right back on The Wall Builder Show. Hey, guys. It's Tim Barton,
1: and I want to tell you about our new book, The American Story, Building the Republic. We start with George Washington's president, and, and we've already become a nation, so really now it's how do we function as a nation? And if we look back in American history, the stability, the prosperity, success we enjoyed as Americans is because of the foundation that our early presidents laid, because of the examples they set. How do we live in America under the Constitution? What is the role of the federal government? And really, what part did each one of these early presidents play? We go through the first seven presidents, and a lot of people probably know the names Washington, Adams, Jefferson, and Madison—
0: very few people
1: know about Monroe or John Quincy Adams or Andrew Jackson. Now, we we might know some of their names. We really don't know their stories. We want you to relearn, rediscover American history and see how it applies to today. Go to wallbuilders.com and get your copy of The American Story Building the Republic.
0: Welcome back. Thanks for staying with us here on Wall Builders. And uh, I really want to encourage you to be a person of action today. I don't know if you well, of course you caught it. If you were listening to any of that with Chad Conley just now, um, this is a critical election, and it's different, as he said, from from any that we've had, certainly in our lifetimes. And it's just uh, it's not just that a lot is at stake; it's that the rules of the game seem to be changing, and it's it's just a very different environment. And therefore, we've got to be strategic. We got to think about where we're spending that time, money, and energy. In other words, our lives, fortune, sacred honor. We got to think about where we're spending our time, what we're spending our money on, who we're giving our donations to, both in terms of nonprofit charitable donations and our political donations. And, yes, we should, we should all be doing both of those without a doubt. But, uh, but also, you know, when you make those donations and you're strategic about it and, you, and you're giving where you can make a difference, then how do you spend your time in a way that's going to make a difference? What are we doing at our church, in our community, in our, in our homes, frankly? You know, there's so much that we need to be teaching ourselves I think it's important for us to be students of freedom our entire lives. We don't stop learning just because we get out of school. And so a lot of the things that Chad was talking about today, about even the political process and how this works, frankly, most Americans are ignorant of. We just don't know. And I don't mean that as an insult. As you know, we often say it here on the program, ignorance is curable. So we are all ignorant about something. We're all ignorant about lots of things. I'm ignorant about a lot of things. But I can solve that ignorance by learning, by studying, by by going out and finding somebody that knows how to do that particular thing, whatever it might be. In this case, it's called being a good citizen. It's called being a biblical citizen. And in fact, we would encourage you to become a biblical citizen. If you don't think that way yet, to to go take our biblical citizenship course, which is, is, is literally nothing more than saying what does the Bible say about how to treat my neighbor. In other words, how to be a good citizen. How do I treat my neighbor the way I want to be treated? That's a biblical concept. And then how do I do that in our nation under our Constitution? How do I do that as an American under the U.S. Constitution? And so in this course, we walk through those things. We talk about the history of it. We go through the whole thing, especially especially this whole thing about Christians aren't supposed to be involved in the culture, aren't supposed to be salt and light. That's literally what a lot of churches are teaching now. Don't be salt and light. I'm like, wait a minute. That's the whole idea, right? And so we are very much on the side that says Christians should live out their faith, and it should inform and influence everything they do at work, at home, uh, whether they're you know going to vote, or they're involved in government, or they're involved in work, or they're involved in business, or they're involved in education, or, 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 or entertainment, the arts, you name it. Our faith should inform and influence all of those things. And right now, our nation needs us to be salt and light, to influence those things. So a great way to get involved is Faith Wins. And we appreciate Chad Conley being with us today. I encourage you to check them out. Bring David Barton, and Tim Barton, and Chad Conley, and the rest of the team to your town. Let pastors there hear from them. Uh, What a great opportunity to really learn the truth about our history and then how to become engaged. And so two two real action items I guess I'm driving home here at the end of today's program. Number one, get involved with Faith Wins. Check them out today. And then also get your biblical citizenship class started in your home, at your church, somewhere in your community start teaching other people by simply putting the video on. You don't have to know any of it. You can be ignorant about these things and learn with your neighbors. That's what it's all about, getting together in community, being saturated in God's Word, and then tending the garden. Thanks so much for listening. You've been listening to Wall Builders.